with you today, and what you'll see on the screen is what we normally would read in the Bibles that we have at home, but what I'm going to read to you is an expanded version. It's, it's a little closer to the Greek translation, so follow on the screen, but also hear the words as they would have been shared in the early church. And there were shepherds in that very region living in the fields under the open sky and guarding their flock during the appointed night watches. And an angel of the Lord took his stand at their side, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they feared a great fear. And the angel said to them, Stop being afraid, for behold, I am bringing you good tidings of great joy, which joy is of such a nature that it shall pertain to all people, because there was born to you today a Savior who is Christ the Lord in the city of David. And this shall be an unusual and distinguishing token of identification for you you shall find a newborn infant which has been wrapped in cloth bands and is lying in a feeding trough. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the army of heaven praising God and saying, Glory in the highest places to God and upon earth peace among men of goodwill. And one other little piece, this scripture has its basis on another, one that's not so well known, but God gave to a prophet a vision of what would come many years later. And the prophet Micah writes, his small book. As for you, watchtower of the flock, stronghold of the daughter Zion, the former dominion shall be restored to you. Kingship will come to the daughter Jerusalem. Christmas has a big heart holds so much for us, and we know it's special because of the candles and music and stories. And every so often our stories become a kind of parable, for we lay alongside of the story a spiritual truth. And so our stories, our parables, may be about angels or wise men or even shepherds. And today, uh, I hope that we can hear something from the shepherds. It's a story that has been told, so legend goes, among shepherds for a long time. Remember that shepherds lived in the fields, not in Bethlehem itself. And so they were under a ban. They were considered unclean 
unworthy. A shepherd was not permitted into the synagogue. A shepherd was not considered worthy to pray. A shepherd could not keep up all the rituals. So they lived under a ban, a rabbinic ban, and they felt despair, sadness, isolation. And so in one of those places, so the legend goes, there was a hovel, and there in that place lived a family. And in that family, there was a, a young boy who was turning 12 this day, this evening, and he was called upon to keep the appointed watch, for they divided up who would watch the sheep according to certain times, and, and it was his time to go. And so as he was preparing to go, his mother gave him his usual little basket that would contain his meal for that evening, a, a bit of cheese, some barley bread, which was the bread of the poor, and also something very special, once a year special, wrapped in a thin cloth, a small piece of honey cake. For after all, it was his anniversary, it was his the boy reached for his crutch, for he had been lame from birth, and made his way to watch the sheep. As he went, he, he thought to himself, wouldn't it be grand? Wouldn't it be great if tonight were the night? Wouldn't it be grand? As he sat watching over the sheep and doing his job and thinking his thoughts about what it must have been like those many years before, he took his place in a, in a field that's not far from the road that leads to Jerusalem, and, and it had there a, a tower. It was called the, 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 the Tower of the Flocks, the Watchtower of the Faithful, and, and it was a place where it had biblical roots. It was thought near that place that Rachel had died and, and had been buried. It, it was a special place. It was a place where, where the sheep, that were gathered there were not just ordinary sheep. These were sheep that were destined for Jerusalem, for the temple, for sacrifice. And so as he sat and watched over his sheep, it's said that, that he was startled by the appearance of a man who was walking among the foothills of this area out from Bethlehem. Someone just out taking a walk. At first it startled the boy, but then he thought, well, no harm. And the man came close, for the boy had built a, a fire to keep a little warm, and, and he invited the man to come and, and sit with him. And the man did. And they sat. It's pretty lonely doing a shepherd's job. It, it's not the most active of things when nothing is going on. And, and so as he sat with the man, they talked, and they told stories. Because isn't that what you do when you gather with friends or with new friends? You tell stories. You identify yourself. You tell people who you are by stories. And he told them, he told this man his favorite story, how some many years before, when his father had been a boy, his father had been out in the fields keeping watch, and suddenly near the tower, a bright light, something unusual, something remarkable had happened. There, there had come this, this, this difference. And his father had run over to see, and it had been an angel, and an angel had spoken 
to shepherds. And that was remarkable because they had been told they weren't worthy of hearing from God. But they had. He spoke. Somebody not worthy of the synagogue, but worthy of God. And what were they told? This is a great night. Because down in the city of Bethlehem, in David's city, something has happened that's going to change everything. A baby has been born in Bethlehem. A special baby. A baby that is going to bring something to the world that the world has never seen before. And can you imagine the shepherds thinking to themselves, a baby's been born down there in the city. How are we going to know that this baby is the one you're talking about? Because this baby is to be the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. How are we going to know this baby? And the angel said, this shall be an unusual and distinguishing token of identification. You'll find a baby wrapped in bands of cloth. Now, as time has gone by, we have tended to picture the manger scene with Jesus, we keep the manger, but, but we kind of have him covered in a nice, warm baby blanket, don't we? Little Jesus, safe and warm. You shall find a baby, well, covered in a blanket? How many hundreds of babies might there be in that area? Scores of babies that were just covered in a baby blanket. And you're going to know that this is the Son of God because he looks like every other baby that's covered in a baby blanket. How many babies are, are simply laid in whatever a cradle might look like? A manger is kind of a cradle. The poor used what the poor used. This shall be an unusual and distinguishing token of identification, that when you see it, you will never forget it. How do you get there with a baby blanket? I can't. But this baby shall be wrapped in bands of cloth. Do you know that the Passover lamb destined her sacrifice at the Tower of the Faithful was wrapped in bands of cloth. Do we remember today, as the shepherd boy told his story and he knew that bands of cloth can be translated grave clothes? The Jewish people wrapped the corpse lovingly in bands of cloth. So picture it if you would. 
you shall find a baby wrapped in the way that you would wrap a sacrificial lamb. Wrapped like a corpse. And if you saw that, Ever forget it? Would it not be branded on your soul and in your heart to look down and say, God has sent an unusual and distinguishing message of identification that my son is born to die for you? And as the boy told his story, he said, and my dad and, and my uncles and my grandfather, they, they ran down to Bethlehem and it was what the angel said and they found that baby. And that was 33 years ago. And I've waited for an angel, for a star. I've waited. And today is the anniversary. And I've waited. I still wait. He offered the man some of his barley bread and cheese. They ate together. And it was time for the man to leave. He, he stood, so the shepherd's legend says. He stood to go, and, and the little boy had a pang of remorse because he knew tucked in the corner of the basket was his honey cake. And he was okay with the barley bread and cheese, but he didn't know he wanted to give up that honey cake. But he, he reached in and he said to the man, I want to give you a gift. It's my birthday and my mother has made this for me, but I want you to have it. And handed the man small, wrapped honey cake, which the man took, and then smiling, broke, and shared. And they ate honey cake together. I imagine licking fingers clean to get all the sweets. And then it really was time for the man to leave as the shepherd legend goes. And as was custom, he laid his hand upon a little boy's head and blessed him and thanked him and then turned to leave, making his way as he would past the watchtower of the flock to go to the road to Jerusalem. The boy was reluctant to see him leave, didn't want him to leave, went after him to say goodbye one more time. And the shepherds say that in his rush to see him leave, he rushed by the tower of the flocks where the Passover lambs might be, looked down a road that led to Jerusalem. And in a moment, 
realize he had come without a crutch. He had walked without a limp. He had felt worthy of honor. And in a moment, realized that the 33 years of waiting, they had been fulfilled. For the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God, does come shepherds and poor folks and rich folks, the dirty folks and clean folks and just plain folks who need God. But this Messiah was for everybody. And as he looked down and saw his friend, even the Son of God. His friend's face was set to go to Jerusalem where the Passover lambs, those marked for slaughter, offered up their lives in sacrifice. And a shepherd boy fell to his knees and praised God. What if I, forgive me, poor as I am, if I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. But what I have I give him, give to him my heart. Christmas is big enough to hold all of the stories. There's room for yours. Would you pray with me? We search, O oh God, sometimes we wait and we dream and we hope that the Christmas spirit might be the Holy Spirit, that the Christmas story might be a parable in which your spiritual truth is placed alongside of it. And so as we enter in to these last days of the Christmas celebration. Help us to remember that the spiritual truth that we must place beside every story and every candle lighting and every song, that spiritual truth is a simple one. That you so loved the world that you gave your only son. If this spiritual truth is ours, then we have found the greatest gift. We have found our story. 
strong name of Jesus, even the Christ. Let it be.